Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to All Things Therapy. I am Lisa Ty here, your host. Welcome. If this is your first time watching or listening, or if you've been a regular subscriber, I want to thank you for supporting this podcast and for the reviews on iTunes. And I start with supporters, the biggest shout out. You know, earlier this week, I was having a little bit of a hard time emotionally, which I know from time to time happens to all of us and just being really reflective and kind of like universe, you know, show me something, just show me something. I'm open to receive more good things. And In my Patreon campaign, uh, I have a new subscriber, and Carrie, I just want to thank you for your message and your support. I am looking forward to working with you and my continued subscribers and supporters, Therese, Ashley, Nikki, thank you. It was really like an unexpected gift and and blessing from the universe to get your message, Carrie, and just sometimes I think even doing what we love, there are moments like for me, I'm like, am I am I living in alignment? I'm am I doing what's what I'm meant to do, and you know, in my fullest happiness, and had some things come up emotionally that I wasn't feel. I was feeling some confusion around, and just receiving the support from you, Carrie, and Patreon, my continued supporters, just really was a big affirmation. Yes, that no matter what is happening on the outside of your life, to really go within and identify. Just if what you're doing resonates, if it's bringing you some satisfaction, even if it looks like no one out there is noticing that you are making a difference. And I just want to thank you all for that and invite you to please give All Things Therapy a written review and star rating on iTunes or wherever you listen. My guest today is also a podcast host. I'm going to bring her on in a few moments. And and I gave her a review because this really helps us as podcasters get in front of more listeners and share what we believe to be meaningful and true in this world. And for me, it's about changing consciousness, one conversation at a time. We all have that ability. We all have that power. We all have a sphere of influence and our friend groups, our families, and to really make use of that, to talk about what's important to you and what's meaningful for you. Because otherwise, I think we start to feel disconnected. I know that I do. If I'm not engaging in meaningful conversations, I start to feel a little lost. And I'm just feeling led to share that in case any of you out there are in that place, keep going. And with that, I want to also thank my long-standing sponsor, BetterHelp. 
HIPAA.com. They are a HIPAA-compliant therapy platform exclusively online doing phone, video, and messaging sessions. They offer financial aid if you qualify, and you can be assigned to a counselor who's licensed in every state in under 24 hours. I have worked with them when I first came out to California. I can vouch for the quality of their practitioners. And as my listener, they offer you 10% off your first month to try them out. Go check out that offer at betterhelp.com forward slash ATT, which stands for All Things Therapy. And I'm also accepting new clients. If you want to work with me, I'll give you half off a first session to try out being a new client working with me. You can reach out through my website, nolatherapy.com. It stands for New Orleans Los Angeles Therapy. There are links to buy my book, Having to Do with Healing Through Empathy and Self-Forgiveness, endorsed by His Holiness, the 14th Dalai Lama, as well as an online mindset course that features 20 psycho-spiritual techniques that I've used in my own life for change and to maintain the vibrations of well-being and positivity in my life. And when you're not feeling that way, just how to soothe yourself through it. You know, life, it's its like we really reach for those peak experiences. I know that I do. I think that's natural and normal to want to feel as awesome as we can. And sometimes life is just living in that median range, in the middle, between the highs and the lows, and learning to see the gift in most every moment. And with that, I think it's actually a wonderful segue to my guest, Riley June. She is the podcast host of the Riley June Show, R-Y-L-E-E, June. Hey, Riley, like the month of June. And (laughs) I, I was just on her podcast, and I felt such a resonance. I asked if she was available today. I really appreciate, Riley, what you're doing, that you are working with people to help them awaken to their potential. And people who are curious, if you're curious about a deeper understanding surrounding your life experiences, Riley practices as a master coach. You are a speaker, you are a healer, you're a medium. And today I really want to talk about your methods of spiritual coaching and I welcome you to the show. Oh, well, thank you so much, Lisa, for having me here. It is truly, truly an honor. And even just listening to your introduction of all the things that you are sharing about how sometimes even when you're doing the very thing that you love, it you have those moments, right? We're all real people. Yeah. And the way that you spoke to it and the way that you encouraged this self-compassion was really beautiful to listen to. And I feel like there's even a part of that that I needed to hear today. So thank you so much for having me here. You're welcome. I'm so glad that that had meaning for you. I really strive to be authentic and as I sense that you do as well. And you know, when I was, after we, after I was on your show and I was going through your website, which is y'all, if you want to follow along, it's rileyjune.ca. R-Y-L-E-E-J-U-N-E dot C-A. And I noticed that, um, well, I was curious how you knew that you were sensitive to energy and really wanted to help people awaken and open to their own unique gifts. I was curious about your personal journey, if if you want to start with that. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I want to try and make it as short and sweet as possible because it really is very long-winded. But um, my favorite part about my journey is that 
I have never been thought to be a child who sees the spirits in the closet. That wasn't something our family talked about. We grew up very uh, Catholic in our family. And um, though we didn't necessarily practice it to the extent of, of some of most other Catholics, um, it, there was just things you don't talk about, right? The spirits, that's, you know, witch work and all that mm. type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember when my grandfather passed when I was about the age of five, five or six, and I had, my parents picked me up from school early and I came home and he was living with us in our basement. And my mom had said, you know, he's, he's gone. He's not here with us anymore. Mm. And I remember going downstairs and seeing him sitting on the couch. And I was like, well, this doesn't make sense to me. And then I go upstairs and I tell my dad and my dad's an absolute wreck because it was his father. And okay. he didn't, he didn't understand that. And he wasn't in the space in any way, shape or form to be able to comprehend what I just said. And I just thought that that was really odd. I did. I just didn't understand. I mean, I was only five or six years old. Yeah. And I remember when my grandmother had passed away when I was probably 19 or 20 years old and I had come to a red light. I was on the way to someone's house at the time and I'd come to a red light in the middle of the night and I remember the light turning green and I couldn't move. Like everything in me, I was frozen. I remember staring at the green light and I'm like, go, go, why are you driving? Move your foot, press the pedal, go. And I probably sat there for about six to seven seconds before I finally felt this release. And I could hear my grandmother saying, it's okay to go now. And I'm like, what's going on right now? And as soon as I went to go press the gas pedal, this car came barreling through what would have been their red light at probably 100 kilometers an hour on a 60 kilometer road. And if I would have proceeded through that light six, seven seconds sooner, they would have absolutely annihilated my car. And it was those two experiences in my life that really stood out. And I never necessarily questioned it. I was always a very determined person. And it wasn't until I was about 23 years old, uh, 2015, when um, my aunt had passed away. And she was like the the shining star of our family. Everybody loved her. She was the one that you went to to talk to about everything. She was the dreamer. She literally lived her life to the fullest. No one could ever tell her which way to go and how to get there and what to do. She always just did what she wanted. And when she passed away shortly after that, um, I was always someone who really suppressed a lot of my emotions where my father was a very strong minded person, you know, only express it if you really have to and get it out of the way and move forward. Um, And I love him for that mentality because it really became a huge driving factor behind my personality today, which is so wonderful. But shortly after my aunt passing, um, my now husband was diagnosed with a critical heart failure. And it was just a series of events over a following of two years where he ended up having four open heart surgeries. I found out I was pregnant with my first son. He ended up having heart surgery at four months old. And it was just this two and a half years of time where I was so hyper vigilant to everything. I was in the absolute of survival mode. I have to be positive because everything around me is crumbling. I have to figure this out because I don't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. And when we finally got good news where it was like, okay, we can all calm down. We can all settle down. He's not going to need surgery. He's not going to need a hospital. Ah. We don't need doctors anymore. I started to realize that if I didn't do something, I didn't even know what this meant, but these were my thoughts. If I didn't okay. do something with everything that was happening around me, I didn't process or learn or understand it that I was going to have a really hard following few years. Mm. 
and I turned to personal development. And the one thing that really led me to continue down that road of personal development was this desire to learn how to connect with my aunt who had passed. And I was always someone who believed that if one person could do something, anyone could do it. It just took time, attention, intention. And so I started listening to motivational podcasts and speeches and listening to all the people who do all the high achieving things. And I really learned that there's something so profound about trauma. And for me, it was a very short period after diving into that and really committing even just 20 minutes of my day, forming new behaviors, setting that time aside for me as a new mom and essentially as a caregiver, that I found myself um, with a sponsorship to become a certified psychic medium. And I didn't know what I was going to do with that, (laughs) but I knew that, okay, well, this is that thing that kind of started me on this path. So I guess I'm going to learn. Yeah. And I always thought you had to be the kid who saw the spirits in the closet. And then I realized through my journey of developing my energy that I, in fact, had many of those experiences. And when I first started to learn about your clear abilities, so our six senses, the ability to see with your mind's eye, visualization, knowing without knowing how you know it, that empathic feeling of feeling the things around you without the perfect ways to articulate where it's coming from or, or what it means is when I started to just become mind boggled that other people didn't understand this. And so I started showing up on lives, Facebook lives with friends and family and saying, Hey, I found these Oracle cards and they really resonate with me. And this is what I've been doing. And maybe you want a reading. And it developed into something so much bigger where I knew that I was doing a disservice. It it kind of was like a similar thing of what you shared with your book. When you're Mm -hmm. like, this came to me and I know if I didn't do it, somebody else was going to do it. And I needed to grab onto that. Yes. And that was a similar feeling for me when I was like, I need to teach this. I don't know how I'm going to teach this. I don't know how I'm going to execute this, but I'm going to put in the time and I'm going to learn. I'm I'm going to figure it out. Exactly. I'm going to apply it. I'm going to hire the coaches. I'm going to join the programs. I'm going to figure out what this all means. And I'm just going to get to work. And it's been three consistent years of me really going all in on that, both on the self-determination and healing side of it, and equally developing my skills and knowledge and understanding in what I do. And it has just, it really transformed my life. And so that's the the short, long-winded version of my story, I guess. (laughs) How many years ago was that, Riley, when your husband had the heart issue and you were having your first son just to set a timeline? Yeah, so it all started in 2016. Uh, okay, and passed. Yeah, in the last five years. Yeah, you know, I love that you used everything that was happening so powerfully and profoundly as as a way to grow and lean into these unexpected changes in the life of your your husband, your emerging family, with having your first child, mm-hmm. and that you knew you had the awareness, if I don't really go through this in a thoughtful way, it could cause some things in my life that I don't want. And I think it's, it's that's such a powerful moment. I think many people are at that crossroads where it's like, do I explore this more or do I just keep going? Yeah. And it was so wise that you chose to turn over every stone metaphorically and start to understand what all this really wanted to bring about in your own life and your own gifts and way that you're now able to be in the world and serve professionally and personally 
that really resonate and bringing out all like the gifts of that hard experience. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it definitely didn't and doesn't come without challenges, but it's there, there's a driving force behind the decisions we do when we really start to think for ourselves and we really start to lean into, you know, what's really going on in my life and where and how can I make meaning of this? Mm-hmm. And it becomes this, this calling. It's this pursuance of knowledge and understanding. And for me, it's been so powerful because it has led me to the point where now I'm enrolling to uh, take on a psychology degree because both fields are so dominant and under- and, and necessary to each other. It's a, it's a disservice yes. to not have both, right? And that's why I loved when Nina messaged me about you and your work because it's we need both in this world. This the ascension where we're going, how we're transforming as a yes. society, the systems that are going to in, inevitably involve from the dismantling. It really truly requires the understanding of logic and intuition, and yes. it's something that just burns of passion within me that really doesn't have words to articulate. I think you're doing well with the words articulating this. (laughs) And I'm curious how you work with people. What is your way of coaching people? Yeah. So that's a great question. So for me, what I always start with is really just getting an understanding of where they're at in their life. I've taken independent behavioral studies and cognitive therapy studies and uh, tapping therapies to learn different ways to help people to process emotions um, if past experiences are to come up because they inevitably will when you go through coaching and you're helping people to make new meanings of the things that they experience. And so for my work, I I typically focus more on the direction of where you want to go. And inevitably, that means that the past is going to come up so you can have that release and that forgiveness. But I help people to understand their energy first and foremost before everything. So we really dive into the training and understanding of the six senses and through practices of getting out in nature and grounding, which simultaneously is also creating those habitual patterns for people to create and honor that space for themselves. Um, the mediumship component comes into it when you're, when I work with clients who are very sensitive to energy, because a lot of the times we don't understand that, um, when we start to move the, the past trauma and the suppressed energy out of the way, Mm -hmm. that sensitivity doesn't actually go away. It's just a more controlled state of being. And so what I do is then I teach people how to understand the components of spirit. And we experience this all the time, whether it's you hear, you know, your father who's passed away, call your name in the grocery store and you get the chills down your spine. You're like, whoa, what just happened? Right. Or you're sitting at a dinner and you're talking about work and all of a sudden you think of that beautiful memory of your grandmother where she used to cook the most uh, sense filled and wholesome chilies and breads and a smile spreads across your your face. Right. And, And so... When we have these moments that are very much relevant to our memory, but they are just instantaneous, they didn't come from anything else provoking them, that it's truly this opportunity for us to not only connect with those who have passed, but it's also our innate birthright ability to be able to connect with spirit. Now, there's the religious component of it where uh, the Catholic um, uh, religion uh, in particular has, you know, this whole demonization about spirits, but 
I also feel like a lot of our traditional ways of, of um, following rules or following belief systems has a lot of indoctrination and very much controlled mechanisms to them. And there's beauty to that, but we're also evolving and there's yes. more to our life now. And so for me, that's, that's kind of the evolution of how I work with people and, and how I help them to really expand in their consciousness. I hear you saying that you are able to help them from their own paradigm and perspective expand into the use of their minds, which I know you and I spoke a lot about the other day, the power of our mind and hearing you speak about the senses and how we are a tuning fork in the world. I've come to learn through our, our senses and like we really do our bodies know what's for us and what's not and it's often our beliefs that might cause us to override our our good sense and our intuition you know saying for example you know to go there or not to go there and because we want to be polite or perceived in a certain way we might act differently than our gut instincts and really learning i hear you're helping people to trust their sense of things more and to even enhance and amplify their ability to discern. Is that accurate? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And it's so great because I think it's just so important. Uh, Certainly it's always been important, but definitely I feel like more and more to really be able to trust yourself is such an important skill to have in the absence of someone else's approval or affirmation or guidance to really be able to self-govern and guide. Can you speak to that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, What I found very quickly when I started to have those mind boggling moments of how do people not know this was um, I started asking the questions, okay, but what does this mean? And what can this help with? And what does it look like even for myself continuing on this path of going deeper with this knowledge and application and understanding And the thing that I kept coming back to is it's all rooted in trust. And there's a multitude of different methods and ways that we can learn how to trust ourselves. But the thing that I have found to be so impactful and has something that I really hold very true and dear to and honor is my ability to create a hundred percent success rate and people's, and people's ability to trust themselves. And I found that energy is this access code that really brings so much more meaning and understanding beyond the subconscious processing of Mm -hmm. this is how I have to see this. It's like, that's how you see it. But what if we open that up a little bit more and we go from the energy instead, from the root of your being, the foundation of your creation, who you are in an essence. And then we look at that. And I found people's ability to give new meaning to their experience has also allowed me to approach the way that I do things um, without crossing the barriers of therapy because I'm not a licensed therapist, right? So there's there's understanding that I am required to have in the work that I do as well. Um, so it was just this way for me to be able to approach people's experiences and, and ultimately help guide them through approaching their own experiences yeah. to be able to step back and say, okay, I can see a lens that's broader than where I was at. And now I'm also feeling into potentials that I used to think were never available to me. And that mm-hmm. might be something as simple as somebody 
giving themselves permission for more time for themselves. That could be changing a habit or a pattern or behavior. That could be having more compassion for their coworkers or their family. And then the list of how that just trans transpires in more positive and activating ways really just unfolds from there. Yes. And you know, the moment where you spoke about not being a licensed therapist or, or practitioner in that in that sense, it takes all of us because yeah. in my journey of being a licensed therapist for over 20 years, I when I reflect back, I always would kind of know things about yeah. clients when they come in and I never understood until I was exposed to energy practitioners and healers that really maximize the information available yeah. to us from our intuition, that that is an information source. I didn't realize that that was my intuition speaking. And I would kind of like, I was a little afraid of it <laughs> because I never had anyone help me understand until recent years, like this is another way to access information that you can trust. And so for me, I felt like Though I was the licensed therapist, I wasn't able until more recent times to fully access all of our intuitive abilities and just the way that since we are we are multidimensional beings, we have a soul, Absolutely. we have a spirit, we are connected to everything. There's a universal mind and intelligence that we have access to. And that's what we feel, just that sense of knowing something that you might not have ever been there. It's familiar people are familiar information and it's like in this quantum field there's so much that we are connected to and it's been so exciting for me to kind of branch out into those other realms and educate myself through intuitive development classes and such and um so yeah i think you're combining and bringing you're offering so much to the people that you touch Yes. <laughs> Sorry, mom duty calls. I'm just going to bring my no, daughter okay. out you, of the room. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> That's so sweet. Yes. <laughs> I know oh, she does, look at her. Mommy's just doing an interview, so we're going to play after, okay? Come here, Tori. Are you listening or watching? Oh, the baby. I am with Riley June. She's taken her daughter out of the room, and she's the host of the Riley June Show. It's an awesome podcast on iTunes and everywhere shows are found, and I really encourage y'all to go listen to her episodes. She's really awesome. There we go. <laughs> okay, that was so cute. That's a real-life moment. That was just adorable. Your daughter's precious. She's such a mama's girl. We had a, a really interesting birth experience together. So what happened? Uh, she, well, my entire pregnancy with her, I had this knowing, and then I was already in the field of doing what I do. So I was like, oh, I don't know what this means, but I don't feel like this is going to be good. And I, I didn't fixate on it because I equally understand the imprints that energy create through our thoughts. And so I really focused on positive birth videos and meditations and all yeah. things natural and healing and watching videos of people having good birth experiences. And when I was about 32 weeks, they started measuring her and it was these back and forth results between the doctors that I kept getting sent to. And at one point I was just like, okay, you can't tell me to trust an instinct and then equally tell me that you guys don't know what you're doing. Like, yes, I just don't, that doesn't make sense fly with me. Yeah. 
And um, when I finally went in, I went in three weeks early. I was like, I don't know what's happening, but we, I need to be induced and she needs to come out. Okay. And so they kind of went back and forth with me. They sent me for more and more studies for about half a week longer. And then finally they're just like, and then I started, I was like, okay, I'm just going to fake it. Like I'm in pain. I'm in labor. I'm having contractions. Like get me in the bed. Yes. And then they're putting me on the monitors and they're like, okay, well, I don't know. Okay. We'll, we'll induce you tomorrow. So they induced me and, um, I had, I only took, um, a shot of morphine, like very early on in my contractions, just to help me through the yeah. 10 hours that I was in it. And I didn't, re- I didn't take any other pain meds or anything like that. It's just, I just didn't want to. And, okay. um, when the nurse finally came in to check me before they brought me to the room, she was like, okay, you know, things are moving along. Great. I was like, you have 45 minutes to get me to where I need to be. Cause I'm going to deliver this baby. And literally 44 minutes to that wow. conversation, she brought me in the room and one of the nurses, nobody was prepared. One of the nurses came and they gave me um, a shot of fentanyl to calm everything, even though I had specifically asked for none of that. And a minute and a half later, my daughter was delivered and she had very repressed breathing, very labored, Mm. very quiet. um, And it was essentially because she had just gotten this fresh dose of pain medication that you had received. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, within an hour, she had coded, and they had to resuscitate her. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And they did that. uh, She did that one other time within that hour. I was breastfeeding her, and all of a sudden, I looked down, and she's just blue. And the nurses came running in, and I'm high as a kite at this point. So I'm like, I don't really know what's going on. Yeah. Here we go. And then the next day when I wasn't, (laughs) I was like, what is happening? Wow. Yeah. So we have, um, that's been a really interesting thing for me to heal more consciously is my experience in all of that, but mm-hmm. equally the bond between us too, because at the end, when she's in that stage of where I'm starting to panic, I'm like, I got to get her out. Yeah, It created that, um, emotional imprint. So whenever she's really hypervigilant or she's just emotional as she is a toddler, so they are, um, it's always like, immediate cling to mom. So it's really interesting to see from an observant perspective, but equally from a space where I'm like, this is fascinating to go through the levels of and heal my part in it and then guide her through that in life as well. That's really deep and beautiful to have that multi-level awareness. Yeah. Wow. Well, she's beautiful. (laughs) Such a burst, such energy. She is. Yeah, she is a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> you know, Riley, something, this is a, a little different of a topic, but I feel like has the same vein as you're talking. I'm thinking about sensitivity, our sensitivity. And for people um, that I know it's out in the in the lexicon a lot about being highly sensitive, empathic, and empath. And there's something in your work that struck me in a really interesting way that learning and deciding is what you say, deciding that your sensitivity to energy is no longer going to be a burden. And I'm curious about really a burden. And then I've been looking for the gifts. And so I'm wondering if you could help us here with how can we make that shift and how, how is our sensitivity truly a gift? Yeah. Wow. That's a really good question. Um, it really started with, I had this one client who, um, 
I was working with who have spent her entire life basically hiding in the corners, sitting in the dark, not wanting to go around people, very socially isolated, um, and equally choosing to socially isolate because mm-hmm. she just couldn't handle the energy of the world, let alone Walmart, let alone even sometimes her own parents. Yeah, And that really developed my curiosity and, and fascination in understanding, you know, what what does, how do I want to word this? What level of energy do you, does a person have to be holding in their body to feel so sensitive that it is now a force field that they are equally mentally unable to break free of? Okay. And so that really brought me back to, okay, this is where understanding comes into play. And when you can understand each different six sense, there, there's more than six, but those are our main ones as our claircognizance. So knowing without knowing, clairvoyancy, seeing without seeing. Um, so seeing energy, clairempathic. So feeling emotions of other people, clairsentience, the imprint of the energy in the environment. Um, and then you have smelling and tasting things that aren't actually around you and you're not actually eating. Yeah. So when you can understand which each one of those are, and then you develop the sense of awareness and understanding of which one you resonate with mm-hmm. best, you can then create your own stepping stones to apply that understanding when you don't want to get out of bed. When you are around your mom, who's super like in the hustle, bustle, busy, got to get it done, got to pay the bills, emotionally traumatized, but not dealing with that. So you're experiencing all of her trauma and pent up energy now to say, oh, I can relax. This isn't mine. This is why I'm so sensitive. And now she is, uh, I guess, a fully functioning (laughs) human being. She interacts in social gatherings. She doesn't have problems going out to do grocery shopping. Um, It doesn't necessarily dismiss anxiety, but it gives you the tools and the understanding to help you to not even necessarily cope with it, but just to be with it, to coexist with it. Yeah. And that was something that really set the precedence for me when it came to then incorporating principles, values, and ethics to the work that I'm doing and why I decided to pursue a psychology degree because there's so much about our brain, our body and autonomy, mm-hmm. the way that we operate intrinsically and scientifically yes. that really plays such an important role in in the scope of knowing all of it. And I'm, I've never been someone who pursued knowledge until I got into this work and now I just can't know enough. Yes. And so when it comes to accepting that you are not damaged, that right. the things that happened in your life were leading you to the point where you could finally step back and ask those questions and say, you know what, I'm tired of living this way and I want to know why I experience what I do. Understanding the energy component of it gives this neutralizing, um, I guess, understanding to, okay, is this mine or is this something else? Or is and this someone else? And that's transformational. Else's? I think that really is the stepping stone to an experience being transformative. Yeah. Absolutely. Is having, like you're saying, that understanding and, and even being able to make meaning of the things we've experienced, I think is really key. I'm convinced that once we're able to take what we've lived through, 
co-creating that, creating that, however you might believe, and able to have meaning of the positive and the things that we've perceived are negative as they're happening. There hasn't been a thing in my life, Riley, that I haven't been able to use to somehow share with someone else and, and be transformative and helpful in some way, shape, or form. And we see this a lot in the in the histories of people that lived the most challenging experiences and being yeah. able to take those experiences and gift others with a deeper layer of meaning and able to create meaning. So I hear you talking about being able to help people understand, first of all, how they're assimilating information through their senses, if yeah. it's theirs or if it's someone else's, like in the case of the client you reference. And for me, yeah. that's been really helpful to know, perceiving so much from people and in the environment, like, is this mine or is it someone else's? And yeah. it can be freeing to know you're perceiving something that that's someone else's that we don't have to keep carrying. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's exactly it. And that was a huge point in my own journey because I would go around certain people and I wouldn't understand why I would get so angry or I'd go around certain people and I couldn't understand why I'd be feel so lazy or so uh. like, repressed in my energy. Yeah. I just want to like slouch in a couch. And I'm like, I'm not typically this person. Like I'm generally someone who's very optimistic, who's typically upbeat um, on most given experiences and times, even when challenging things arise. Um, and I thank my dad for that mentality where it's like, keep those emotions down and yeah. get to work. <laughs> There's so some value that in that at times. Circle. Yeah. Absolutely. To even tell yourself, Hey, I see you. I'm going to be with this part of myself emotionally so you're not repressing it or yeah. or pushing you know somehow denying it from yourself but there's a time and place and it might be later on when you're alone to address yeah. those feelings and then to be about the business at hand yeah absolutely yeah it's for me it's this experience where there's so much we don't know and really taking on that position of standing in a space where I'm like hey look at I'm going to go first. I'm going to take the lead. I'm going to learn what I need to learn, apply it and teach it as I go. If I can help one person's day be better than it was yesterday, that's my goal. And if yeah. it ends up being a hundred or a thousand or 10,000, so on and so forth, then I'm exceeding my own expectations. And that's all I can truly ask for. Yeah. You know, Riley, I'm curious, what are you personally excited about in the future to create that either you're working on or like you really deeply desire to experience? Like what's what's up ahead for you? Oh, I love this question, Lisa, so much. So it came to me probably about a year ago, right around the beginning of the pandemic. And when I finally got, so the first thing that happened is I felt, uh, I don't know what's about to happen, but I feel like this is going to be a little bit messy. And okay. there was something that continued to tell me to just reserve my energy, reserve mm. my reserve my judgment, mm. and just be observational. And that has helped me probably the most out of everything throughout this entire time. But what came to me around the same time is you need to do this because you're going to be a bridge between the logic and the intuitive side of the world in the future. And I don't know when that is or so what that looks like, but it really got me thinking more about now than people who will come out of this year, two years, three years, five years, however long this is, mm -hmm. with so much trauma and packed mm -hmm. onto what they were already suppressing. 
and how important it is to really have a deeper understanding of how to support that on both sides of the spectrum. So I've very much led myself in educating me on all different ways of navigating energy, all the different senses, going more in depth with them, teaching them in a multitude of different ways so I could adhere to different perspectives and perceptions. And then then now learning to bring in that psychological component of it. So when I'm on those stages or in those rooms or creating those classrooms or whatever that looks like, I have the language of both. So I can teach and mold and lead it in such a bigger way. And Dr. Joe Dispenza is a really great example of this. Um, He works very much in both worlds. But for me, like, I feel like this has to do more with rebuilding the system. Like this will be the systems that we create that have merged both um, understandings of knowledge together so that we don't have therapists going into sessions where they want to talk about, okay, I feel like I need to talk about your grandma that passed away five years, but they're like, no, that's not logical. Or we have the energy practitioners who are offering Reiki healing sessions or psychic sessions or mediumship sessions, and they have no idea how to actually be able to neutralize and support that client in the emotional release of that experience. And so for me, my vision is very much just education, implementation, and leading with ethics along the way so that one day I can be a bridge between the two worlds and really help to create new systematic approaches for the way that people are educated. And when you say the two worlds, you mean the psychological and the spiritual. Is that accurate? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, that's what I was thinking. And Dr. Joe Dispenza is such a wonderful example of that. I really value his work. I've learned so much. And for me, I see the future of psychology being based in quantum physics and a deeper understanding of our quantumness and that we're so much more than this physical body like yeah. we like you've been discussing today and really understanding what that is and what's accessible to us through those doorways of belief and yeah. understanding and how we can affect change in our in our 3D world through the 5D through extra uh perception and extrasensory yeah. methods yeah absolutely uh there's just so much opportunity in this world for people on, on all levels and capacities right now. And it really just lights my soul on fire to be a part of it in any way, shape or form that I am. So it's a, it's a really interesting time to be alive as, <laughs> as everyone says. It is, you know, how can listeners find you, Riley? Can you share all of your details? And I'm going to have them in the show notes as well. Yeah, absolutely. So Um, first and foremost, I just want to thank you so much, Lisa, for having me here today. I really, truly appreciate it. And I'm just so honored by your time and your energy and sharing me with your space. Thank Um, you. It's my pleasure. (laughs) I have my podcast. It is called the Riley June show. You can find me on Spotify and iTunes, um, pretty much across the board on all social platforms, TikTok, YouTube, uh, uh, Instagram. Um, it's RileyJune.ca, just like the website. 
And on my website, I have a bunch of different free downloads, whether it's you're an empath, you identify with, as being an empath and you want to learn more about energy protection and discernment, um, as well as if you're a spiritual leader, healer, teacher, and you want to know more about the energetic side of uh, appropriately teaching and, and holding space for people, I have free trainings and um, other services for that as well. That's awesome. And I would love to meet you if you're ever down in Los Angeles or New Orleans or if I ever get up to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That is the goal. <laughs> you know, is there one, and this is just impromptu, is there one kind of uh, tip or a couple of tips that practices that you really value in your own life that help you stay feeling in alignment as much as you can, just an ending to offer our listeners? I feel like you might be a good person to to ask this question to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the first one, there's two. So the first one is my breath. It is single-handedly most free, best access point that we have to self-awareness, consciousness, expansion, self-trust, and guidance is just breathing, especially when you're in a space or a state of mind where everything's very emotionally heightened and enhanced or very down on the other side of being very emotionally drudging at this time in this world is just breathing, focusing in on your breathing. Um, and the second one is allowing myself the grace to process how I need to. Sometimes that's outbursts. Sometimes that's conversations. Sometimes that means I really have to get honest with myself. And sometimes that's journaling, having that mm. grace to say, you know, you're safe to feel, do express whatever you need to in this moment, but always starting with breathing first and then collecting myself before I express has been the single handed, most valuable tools that I use to, to navigate myself, my life, my work and, um, my alignment, if you will. I appreciate that. I've heard today a theme of giving yourself permission yeah. to express and really be who you're here to be and using different ways yeah. of expression for, for yourself. Yeah. Riley, Absolutely. thank you so much for being on the podcast today. All my thank love. You. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Concludes today's show with Riley June. Check out her podcast, The Riley June Show, on Spotify and iTunes. Give me a written and a star rating on iTunes wherever you listen. This podcast is on iHeartRadio, on Spotify, on SoundCloud. It's kind of everywhere. So I really appreciate that support and invite it in. All of my love to you, and I'll be back with you next week. You're listening to All Things Therapy.